Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Rams fans? This is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, the Rams get within one game of making Sean McVay history, but in a bad way. Plus, the Rams attendance back in the spotlight. And later, the Seahawks travel down the coastline. We preview Seahawks at LA Rams. Before we get started, did want to let you know Rams Showcase does officially have t-shirts. This is a sweet example of one of them. Uh, simple instructions on how to order will be in the description below no matter where you can hear me we'll also talk about it here in a little bit also make sure you follow the ram showcase on all your favorite social media that would be uh at ram showcase just about everywhere at sheriff joe bags just about everywhere if you'd like to follow myself if you are watching on youtube great news there's an audio only version you can find it where you're already finding your favorite podcast if you are hearing the audio only version great news there's a youtube channel you can watch me talk about the LA Rams. we got like sweet graphics and all that stuff. All right, let's go ahead and hop into the business here. So the Rams do lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 26 to 10. The line ended up closing at 16 and a half, which is where I took it. So I don't mean to brag, but uh, I kind of won there by uh, half a point. Hard to brag about that, actually, uh, considering how this game uh, kind of unfolded. But um, just a couple of notes on this game. Perkins, he looked fine, um, but nothing really stood out. And uh, like he's mobile, he's athletic. Sometimes he's hard to tackle, uh, but we already knew that. So we didn't we didn't learn anything about Bryce Perkins in this game. I think uh, his his uh, ability to pass the football, I think, is still where he needs to, uh, to spend a lot of his attention because we know he's mobile. He's athletic. He's difficult to tackle. He can move around. He can create stuff uh, with his legs. But uh, as far as throwing the football goes, uh, he tends to bail on the pocket pretty quick. And um, uh, yeah, it's just. And we we knew that though. I mean, we we saw Bryce Perkins, and uh, that's kind of almost exactly what I expected. I was kind of hoping that we would see like some kind of pop where it was like, "Holy moly!" I had no idea he could do this, but uh, ultimately, we just saw uh, exactly who he is. The run game outgained the pass game, which on paper sounds like it would be awesome, but uh, Perkins only had 100 passing yards, and uh, also had the two picks and a sack. Hard to put all of that really on him. Uh, situations uh, kind of dictated a little bit of um, uh, of how that was happening. And and it did get to like that second pick was was at a point in the game where I was kind of sitting there like, all right, well, let's just let's just let the kid do it. Like, let's just air it out. Like, what are we doing here? Like, try to put up some points, see what see if we can make something happen. And he immediately threw the interception. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Now, the Rams were getting the breaks. You know, we get like the muffed punt early. Uh, we get the fake punt. Like we were getting those breaks this time. And still, we're just not even close to enough for uh, the high powered Chiefs team. Uh, they're they're obviously very good. They're in the running for a Super Bowl right now. 
And not to like trash our team or anything, because uh, that's definitely not what I'm about. But like with these injuries, I mean, this isn't the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Like this is like this is a shell of that. And um, uh, like we're we're on our third string quarterback. We've had how many offensive linemen start? So obviously, it's just it's not the same exact team. We don't have our top two wide receivers. Uh, Aaron Donald just got hurt. Looks like a high ankle sprain. We don't know if he's going to play this weekend, which would be his first time missing. Uh, a game due to uh, injury. So there's a lot of different things that are going into it right now. Uh, it's just unfortunate. We kind of just ran into a buzzsaw with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nick Scott, he was able to get another interception, uh, was in the end zone. So didn't do uh, like a whole lot as far as like flipping the field or anything like that. Just uh, ended up as a touchback. But cool to see Pick Scott getting another one. Uh, 2 2 Atwell with uh, two, two catches for 23 yards in this game. So that was kind of nice to see as well. Of course, uh, kind of getting in into the action a little late there. Uh, Lance McCutcheon went out, so uh, Tutu obviously uh, just I'm kind of needed in that situation. Uh, the way that it, uh, the game had just unfolded, and the Rams' leading receiver on the day, uh, wide receiver Van Jefferson, with uh, just uh, three catches for 29 yards, and uh, was able to get a touchdown, the first ever touchdown pass from Bryce Perkins. So that was pretty sweet to see. So ultimately, um, not a great day. Obviously, um, uh, the Rams just were not able to get anything really going against the Chiefs. It feels like if the Chiefs, if we were playing against a bad team, the breaks that we were getting, like the muffed punt and stuff like that, kind of felt like that would have been a way to to come out of that game with a win. Um, but also now, um, you know, falling to this in this game means that the Rams are now officially three and eight, which also means that we are one game away, one loss away from making history in Sean McVay's head coaching career, which would mean his first losing season as the Rams head coach. Of course, he came in in 2017, took a 4-12 and team into the playoffs with a 10-win season. Of course, then uh, losing to the Falcons in uh, at the Coliseum. The following year, ended up going to the Super Bowl to take on the Patriots. Uh, so that was a, a, quite a fun season. Uh, that NFC Championship game against the Saints, obviously absolute bananas. That was so much fun. Had a great time watching that one. The following year, uh, don't make the playoffs, but we're right in the in the in a good window, sitting at nine and seven. And then the following year, back to the playoffs, but dealt with some injuries late. So then we um we, like we start Wolford in Seattle. Jared Goff ends up coming in and winning that game. And then we lose to Green Bay uh, in Lambeau. January at Lambeau. That's a difficult situation to be in, especially when your quarterback has um you know, busted up hand and stuff. So, uh, and then, uh, of course the following year, uh, which is, uh, last year when the Rays were able to, to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, obviously, uh, Sean McVay coming in has been a massive, uh, massive era for this Rams team and been quite a fun time to, to watch the, the return to LA has been uh, quite a fun journey to, uh, to keep our eyes on, which has been, you know, it's been fun. Um, being a, a Rams fan for a long time, like many, many of you have then, it's just been it's been a good time uh, lately. So it's unfortunate uh, that we'll see probably uh, Sean McVay's final um, or uh, first uh, losing season as uh, as the Rams head coach. So it's all good, though, because, uh, like I say, when when you're this beat up, it's so hard to actually put it together and and, and kind of keep it moving. I mean, we've seen uh, enough offensive linemen that I think we've seen on our roster the last two years. So uh, it's just um just uh, one of those situations, uh, one of those seasons. Uh, I keep, I kind of keep saying that in like different threads and stuff. Like it's just one of those seasons. It's it, it happens. It, it got us. I would anticipate to, to, depending on different departures and stuff like that, that next year will be really fun. So we'll see what happens. 
Also wanted to uh, talk about this because I found this uh, this whole storyline kind of interesting um, and kind of got blown up uh, by uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, and there were some other comments there. I got into my first ever what I would consider a Twitter argument, and uh, it was stupid, and I don't get it still. Um, I tried it. I was like, you know what? Let me let me see what this is all about. Let me see if I get anything, any like good cathartic, you know, um, get getting cathartic juices out. And no, it 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 was like okay. I just I was I just left like kind of like frustrated. I was like, I don't think they understand what I'm saying. And then I'm sure they felt the same way. So it was um not productive <laughs> but it was also a twitter argument so i feel like that's redundant to say that it wasn't productive uh, but the rams getting trashed again for a program uh, i want i use that term loosely program uh urging season ticket holders to uh to donate uh their tickets to the christmas day game uh against the denver broncos so this is really to avoid an empty uh situation an empty stadium uh especially because it's going to be like a nationally televised situation and all that so um, this, this, this is getting trashed. Um, and maybe I'm always going to side with the Rams. Maybe that's just who I am. Uh, but I would say that, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me that, um, that this would be a bad thing. Like if you're not going to go to the game and you have tickets, get, give them to somebody who will go to the game, you know? And, and I'll be honest, the, the whole intention of this, of this program, this situation here, the emails that were sent out are not like, we can't do. We can't let this happen, guys. We're going to be on TV, and it's going to be empty. It's going to be against a bad team. Like, what? Please, sit, give your tickets to somebody that'll go. That was not the vibe of it at all. It was like, hey, by the way, if you're not going because it's Christmas Day and it's a pretty big deal for people, um, why why don't we try to spread the love a little bit? Maybe if we can donate your tickets to get a family that maybe doesn't have the opportunity to go to games, maybe maybe help them go to the game. Uh, that would be that would be really cool of you. And that was really the like the whole vibe that I got from seeing the email. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I don't think it's. We don't need a, an empty SoFi Stadium on TV, of course, for all of America to see. But also, like with the internet bashing the Rams for trying to get fans into the seats, that makes absolutely no sense to me. And I'll be honest, it's a Christmas Day game. I wanted to go to Broncos at Rams. I live in Colorado. That was like a big thing for me in my, like I was going to bring cousins and stuff like that. We were like, everybody's a Bronco fan. It was like, yo, if y'all haven't seen SoFi, you need to. And Broncos play there this year. So let's, let's try to plan a trip, you know? And they were like, all right, cool. And then it came out, it was a Christmas day game. And it was like, all right, well, we're not, <laughs> we're not traveling from DIA to LAX uh, about that time of year. That's just not, I'm not doing it, <laughs> you know? So it did, it didn't happen, but um, so I quickly opted out. Uh, and the story will be, of course, that the Rams uh, won a Super Bowl and now we have a down year and then all the fans bail. But it's it's Christmas Day. It's 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 Christmas Day. We talking about Christmas. Christmas Day, not a normal Sunday. No, we talking about Christmas. <laughs> you uh, the Allen Iverson. All right. So it's it's not the, like just a normal game day, though. This is the first ever Rams Christmas Day game. And of course, it's possible that people don't go to this game. It is the perfect day to stay home and watch the game. All right. So like it, maybe you just got some brand new PJs in the morning. The madness of, uh, you know, all, all the, the chaos of Christmas morning. That's probably over by now. The game is late enough where you've probably already ate. You already got a good meal in you. You kick back on the recliner and you're like, all right, what now? Oh, yeah, there's a Rams game to watch. We play the Denver Broncos and uh, Aaron Donald murders Russell Wilson every single week when he used to play for Seattle. So it's like, obviously, hell yeah, nice and cozy. Just got my new, my brand new PJs. We got Christmas Day going, got a, a belly full of, you know, good comfort food. 
time to kick back and watch the Rams game. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be honest. If I was in LA, I would be at this game. I, I would be at every, all, all the games. I would get season tickets and I would just be there every single time, but I'm not in LA. And I also understand it being Christmas day means that some people will just want to go and maybe hang out with their families and, and just be at home and just enjoy their day. I, I understand my persona and my personality. I'm a lot more into the Rams than, than your average fan. And some of you are the same way. I know some people are sitting there like, I wouldn't go to the game. What are people talking about? And yeah, I'm the same exact way, but let's not pretend like Christmas day. I don't know if you've heard of Christmas or know somebody who celebrates Christmas, but it's a pretty big deal in a good chunk of families, a good percentage of families here in America. So the fact that this move is like the Rams coming out and just sending an email, be like, Hey, if you aren't going to use it, We've got some families here who have never been to a game. They love the Rams. It would be really cool. It would be a cool way for them to spend their holiday. If uh, if, if that would be something that you'd be interested in in uh, helping out is uh, do- do- donating your tickets. And then like you have St. Louis people that are like, ah, I told you. It's like, dude, this is not a St. Louis versus L.A. thing, which, by the way, I did not realize was still a thing. I did not realize that the whole L.A. versus St. Louis deal was still very much active and Again, maybe I'm just always going to be on one side because I'm going to always just be on the Rams side. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I support the Rams. I, I have their backs. I'll defend them. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody like if somebody yells at your family for like your sister or something like that because she said something stupid, you're still going to defend your sister, whether or not what she said that was stupid is actually stupid and you agree or disagree. It's still like your fam. You're going to support that. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel the same way. The Rams are like my sister. <laughs> well, I'm just going to defend them. Like, it's cool. I've got their back. You know what I mean? Whether or not they have mine is irrelevant uh, because I like that's obviously I put on a whole vibe of the, the Rams are a big part of my personality. So I totally understand it. But I didn't realize that this was um this was a thing. L.A. versus St. Louis still after six years. Lots of Twitter people talking about about the Rams um, uh, for leaving St. Louis. And then they see this PR move. They're like, well, this like I saw this game where this many people were there and now they can't get people to go. It's like, okay, what, but what is it? It's over though. Like it's, it's done. It's, it's over. It's been over. And uh, somebody told me that they'll probably never get over it there. Cause it was like, it's over dude. Like it's, let's just move on. Like complaining about it on Twitter or pointing out like, well, this happened this year. That doesn't do any, that doesn't help anybody. Like who, what are your, what is the intentions of even saying that of like, well, on new year's day this year, this happened. All right. Like, what, what is your goal here? What is your goal? What, what, giving me that information. What are you, are you, are you trying to get Stan Kroenke to be like, you know what? You're right. Let's go ahead and move back to the Edward Jones dome or whatever it's called now. It's like, let's, let's go ahead and do it. No, that's not going to be a real thing. So somebody told me that, um, if I was out there, I'd probably never get over it too. Cause it, he, that, the comment that I was told was, was we'll probably, we're probably never going to get over it. And if you were here, you probably wouldn't either. Well, first of all, you don't know me at all because I definitely would <laughs> because I am very good about uh, not caring about things that I cannot change. Like it's, it's a very, what is it? Isn't there like a Bible thing about that? About like, if, if you can't change it, just be cool or something. I don't think that's a direct quote, but, <laughs> but I feel like the premise is, uh, is there, but also I got to say, if, if you really are going to hang on to this for the rest of your life, that's, that's weird. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life or anything like that. I will just say, that's all I'm going to say on that is that's kind of weird. I think it's weird. You're just going to like, you're going to die and you're like in 40 more years, you're going to be sitting there. You'd be like, that damn you Stan Crockett. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> all right, that's cool. I guess. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for myself, I would have definitely not um, carried that over with like it, six years is a, is a good chunk of time. That's a good chunk of time. Um, and you, eventually you just got to accept what's, what's actually happening. I understand being upset that your team left. I like, I get that part of it. I understand. I, I would be mad if I lived in St. Louis and, and the Rams just pieced out, I would be like, yo, what? And literally it was decided that they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like in a court of law, it was decided like, yeah, you probably, you shouldn't have left. Actually, you probably, you owe them money now, I think, because you shouldn't have done that. And that's the whole thing. So obviously it shouldn't have happened, all that stuff, but it did. And eventually you just have to accept uh, reality and what, and what is actually, um, what has actually happened. Go ahead and move on. Cause I know I just made so many people mad at me and I, I, there's at least one person's like, I'm never watching this show again. It happens. Um, so let's move on to uh, some Sean McVay rumors. So there's a rumor now circulating that Sean McVay will retire after the season. This is something that we've actually talked about. Um, I've talked about that. This will be a rumor um, that, that it is, is probably going to pop up that uh, McVay might be out. Um, but sports illustrated, they did an article uh, that released earlier this week that he might retire after this season. I think that I, like I said, I think I mentioned that this might become a rumor, but obviously it makes tons of sense that it did. You know what I mean? Like the way that everything's gone this season, you have a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, he, uh, he's already respected uh, amongst the league. He's a great communicator. He's a great speaker. So obviously networks are going to be um, interested in him. Um, he's already, yeah, he's already being recruited by networks. Like he already knows that he could go make money doing that. And I said it last week, if I was Sean McVay, I would absolutely retire after this season, but I'm also motivated by different things than Sean McVay. We are all motivated by different things. So like I'm motivated by like being able to talk, um, about this team and stuff like that. I think it's fun. Like, that's why I ain't super worried about like the numbers and stuff like that. This is my outlet to, uh, whoa, <laughs> to, uh, to get out this, this stuff that's in my brain. I got to spill it out somehow. And this is just the, the outlet that I chose. Um, but Sean McVay, I mean, is he motivated by maybe another Super Bowl? Maybe is that what he wants to do? Or is he motivated by just making as many dollar bills as he possibly can, which in, in, in which case I would say that TV is probably the way to go. Um, way less stressful. Your schedule's way different. You, uh, make more money than you're making as your, as the head coach. I don't know. So it's a big, uh, deal. I don't know. I'm not sure if we see it happen though. I think that the, the, the contract extension that Sean McVay signed just, just this past off season, I think that'll factor into, into his decision, uh, about potentially just staying for a couple more years. Um, we, we kind of got the, the band together for a little bit. Um, we, we like, we did some extensions, we did some extending and now, now it all just kind of like we got beat up and then everybody's like, well, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> like, I don't know if, I don't know if we see that or not. So I guess we'll just keep our eyes on it as, uh, as uh, we get closer to the end of the season and into the off season. But if, it, if McVay goes, does the entire tower fall? Is he the foundation of this entire thing? Because let's keep in mind, like this team was four and 12 pre McVay, the season before McVay, McVay shows up and we're a playoff team year one. We've only missed the playoffs one time with Sean McVay. Uh, and that was the 2019 season. The Rams went nine and seven. Of course, it doesn't look good this season. Uh, but again, the injuries, I'm going to always point to the injuries for this year. We go, you were not going to, no team is going to be successful when you have this many guys starting on your offensive line. We've seen 11 games and 11 different offensive uh, lineups like on, on the offensive line. So obviously that's not a recipe for success. Being three and eight in this situation, it makes sense uh, if that is the path that um, that has needed to be followed. So does the entire tower fall, though? Does Stafford retire? Does, does if McVeigh retires, is Stafford like, oh, yeah, I'm out because 
literally McVeigh is the reason that Matthew Stafford is here. They met, they, we know the story. They met on, on vacation and had a whole conversation. And then this thing kind of just fell into place. If, if McVeigh retires, does Donald follow? I feel like we just heard that McVeigh convinced Donald to stay. Does he, if McVeigh pieces out, is that kind of like the whole sign to everybody on the team? Uh, Stafford, Havenstein, Donald, maybe Ramsey. Like, is that, is it, if he leaves, if, if Sean McVeigh retires, is everybody there just going to be like, you know what? I think we're done here. And then just peace out. And then the Rams are just sent back to those days where we're just trying to, um, to, to, to find it again. So we found it. It was awesome. Um, it's, it's, uh, one of those very much. I've, I, I'm almost, almost getting into the mindset because it's definitely not over yet. It's I'm almost reaching into the mindset of like, don't, don't cry because it's over <laughs> smile because it happened kind of thing. Like, Hey, if, uh, if you would have, if you would have offered me up front at the beginning of last season, like, Hey, the Rams are going to win the super bowl this year, but next year they're going to be pretty bad deal. Like done. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take that. Like how many games are going to win three? Yeah, that's fine. As long as we get a super bowl this year, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? So, and maybe I'm alone in that. Um, I, I know that there's at least some percentage of, uh, fans out there that would maybe give away that super bowl ring, uh, to be better this year, which I don't fully understand, but I also understand like always wanting to presently be good. Like what the only thing that actually matters is, is right now, you know, tomorrow it hasn't, it's not here yet. So we can worry about it tomorrow and yesterday can't be changed. So why worry about it? So I don't know. I guess I get it from that mindset, but you know what? I, I think I also don't get it <laughs> like at all because the uh, Rams just won the Super Bowl, And if you've been around with this team, um, I, I, I think that I think that people are, are quick to forget that this team was really, really bad for a long, long time. And uh, these last five years have been pretty sick. Um, and if this, if it's coming to an end, I mean, it doesn't make these last five years not sick. Like it doesn't take away anything. It doesn't take away two Super Bowl appearances and one win. Like uh, all that stuff will exist. Like the 2021 LA Rams will always be one of the sickest teams that this team has ever seen, that this, that the, those, this franchise has ever seen. That's going to be one of the best seasons ever where we saw the triple crown from Cooper cup. We saw future hall of famer, Aaron Donald. We got Matthew Stafford come coming in who, uh, like he wins it year one. Uh, it was just a whole big, awesome thing. You got Jalen Ramsey being super dope. And I don't know, it's, um, oh, bringing in OBJ Von Mill. Like it, it's always going to be that. And that they being bad this year, being three and eight this year doesn't take any of that away. So I guess I, um, don't fully understand the mindset of, of the frustrations. Um, I get it. Be, it would be way cooler to be better than three and eight right now. Um, but this team just won a Super Bowl, and uh, we're super beat up. So it's just kind of the way it's un it's unfolding. Uh, real fast before we move on, Ram Showcase, we do have T-shirts, and uh, spoiler alert, they are awesome. Uh, this is one example, uh, Ram Showcase. This is the the one that was based off the Super Bowl ring. Um, you know, because the Rams did that last year, won the Super Bowl, and uh, there's a there's two different styles. Uh, one with just a little baby logo on off to the side, and three different colors. We got the black, of course. We got the royal, and we also have bone. I should have worn the bone one actually. Maybe I'll do that next week for you, so that you can get your eyeballs on it. Um, but uh, I'll put up a little thing actually. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the shirts are twenty five bucks a piece. You can order directly from AJ with All Pro Sports. Just email aj.rsgear at gmail.com. That's how you can order those. We are creeping into the holiday season. Would be a sweet gift to give either yourself or uh, somebody you know who absolutely loves Ram Showcase. I know you're out there. 
And uh, if you are interested in supporting the show, buying a t-shirt is the exact perfect way to do that. It helps out the show a ton, uh, so it is greatly appreciated. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. And on the other side, we've got Seahawks at Rams. It's coming up next. Don't move. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Welcome back in, Rams fans. This is Rams Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. The Seattle Seahawks traveled down the coast to take on the LA Rams on Sunday. This game kicks off at 1.05 p.m. on Fox. Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez will be on the call. We've got Christina Pink on the sideline. A distribution map, we'll put it up here for you. Uh, the Rams will be in the yellow zone. So not exactly a huge area, but there's also uh, Foxes on the single uh, this week. So uh, we're not only competing with the afternoon games, we are also competing with the early games. So kind of all over the place. Uh, but the Seahawks sitting at six and five, the Rams at just three and eight. So really what we're looking at in this game. So the Seahawks, honestly, they've probably and I'm not trying to just like be rude to the Seahawks or anything like that, but they've honestly probably tripled the win total that I thought that they would have coming into this season. Geno Smith, he's playing fine. He's not doing anything fancy. He's not like killing it or anything like that. Like he's not. I would be utterly stunned if he was like um like a like an MVP candidate or anything like that but he's playing fine he's delivering the ball well um he's just limiting mistakes and you know that's that's really all you can ask for from a guy like uh Geno Smith um but the Rams uh they feel very much uh like they are just limping into this game right now this is not the LA Rams like that we've we've kind of grown accustomed to over these last few years uh, simply because this is just too beat up of a team. Uh, we are we're we're down so many starters right now on offense that it's almost like a JV ish kind of squad right now. We're like just kind of throwing in pieces and hoping that something can kind of gain some traction. Uh, but we've obviously struggled to do it. Three new uh, three different offense or uh, excuse me, starting quarterbacks uh, so far on the year with uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, the Wolf, Awu, and uh, Hercules already getting a uh, start as well. So. Uh, three different starting quarterbacks. We've had what sixteen offensive uh, starting starting offensive linemen. That's absolute madness. You can't win like that. It's just not going to happen. That's like simple as that. Like you, you're not going to win with that many uh, offensive lines. Sixteen, sixteen offensive linemen. We haven't even had that many. I like we usually enter the season with nine, and then usually that's fine. <laughs> like that's good enough. And then we maybe have to pull somebody up from a practice squad for a game, uh, but it's it's usually not that big of a deal. So. Uh, I would I would wager substantial dollar amounts to say that this team is going to be much better next season uh, if we can just stave off some of those uh, departures that uh, the potential departures uh, that we've already kind of discussed of like is uh, is Sean McVay going to retire is Matthew Stafford going to retire what's going on with Rob Havenstein he's been our only anchor on the offensive line that's been a consistent piece 
up there? Is Aaron Donald out? Like, there's a lot of questions. Uh, Bobby Wagner, would he peace out if uh, if if McVeigh like? There's a lot of departures, potential departures that uh, could be discussed. But of course, we'll just we'll kind of worry about that bridge when we get to it. You know what I mean? So um, ultimately, though, I mean, I like the way that this this season's gone with the injuries and everything. I would I would I feel pretty confident saying that this team's going to be much better next season as long as we can just stay healthy and not have just a mass exodus of of uh, people just piecing out on us. So. Uh, the Rams are not uh, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs at this time, but just emotionally eliminated. Um, I, I feel confident saying that. Uh, I would be shocked if this team is able to, to turn something around and uh, make the postseason. It would be awesome. But even if they did make the postseason, I, there's there's teams in the, the league this year that are just too good that I, I think that this team is too beat up to actually be able to compete to uh, to try to repeat as uh, Super Bowl champions. So uh, it's unfortunate, but... I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten to that point where it's like, all right, well, we're probably not going to, it's, it's probably not going to happen, which is fine. I'm, I'm not trying to like, like, just like trash the team or anything like that. It's just, it's probably not going to happen. And I, that shouldn't blow anybody's mind. So nobody should be sitting at home right now. Like what? <laughs> Wait a second. Like we're not in the running. Yeah, that's no, we're not. Um, but, uh, we're also, we're in a spot right now to just see, uh, what some young guys have. Uh, maybe we get some spoiler chances. We also get some pretty weak AFC West teams, uh, coming up here. Uh, the Denver Broncos on Christmas Day. That's a very winnable game. Uh, we got the the Raiders here and just uh, pretty quick, actually, uh, as far as uh, uh, that's a Thursday night game. So that's that's one as well. Um, we got uh, Monday night against the Packers, which I don't feel like is super out of the realm of possibilities. But who knows? Um, of course. And then we got two against the Seahawks uh, so far. So like still to come. So uh, we're done with all of our NFC West matchups, except for the Seahawks, which we have not yet started, which, of course, begins this weekend. But we're done with the Cardinals. We're already done with the Niners. We have not yet played the Seahawks this year. So that is kind of what we're uh, we're looking at right now. Um, just trying to stack a few dubs, maybe just ruin that pick for the Detroit Lions just a little bit uh, and then uh, see what this offseason's got in store for us and get uh, get some guys healthy again uh, for when it comes back to September time, because that's the cool part about football is like. You're only the best or the worst at that time. You know what I mean? Like, like we were the best uh, the this last season, but that was only for like a moment. And now we're not the best right now, but that's okay. Like, uh, we can try again. We can try to become the best again next year. <laughs> and it's kind of it never ends. That's the cool part about uh, football and sports in general. Is uh, if you lose, just keep on. Well, you got another game coming up. But you win, you well, you got another game coming up. So just keep on moving, uh, which keeps it fun for me. It keeps it uh, keeps it active. Some players uh, to take a look at. Uh, so Seahawks are former Rams. We have offensive lineman Austin Blythe spent three years with the Rams, uh, participated in that 2018 Super Bowl. Of course, uh, we got offensive coordinator Shane Waldron used to be a coach uh, for the Rams on the offensive side. Offensive line coach Andy Dickerson and uh, defensive assistant Damian Lewis. He did play for the Rams back in uh, uh, St. Louis days. It was 2001 to 2005. He held it down at that DT spot. Uh, that was an interesting defensive uh area uh for the rams uh because i remember like tyoka jackson and damian lewis that was like a big that was a combo that i really remembered for some reason so that was about the time where i really started understanding football a lot more uh madden 2002 came out <laughs> so i kind of learned the roster really well and stuff like that and that was kind of like then i mean and now we're here that's uh that's the <laughs> fastest version of that story uh, but Rams that are former Seahawks. So offensive lineman for the Rams, Ode Obushi. He played for the Seahawks. Inside linebacker coach, Chris Beak. Uh, he's coached there before. Uh, let's see. Quarterback coach, Zach Robinson. He played for the Seahawks in 2010. Uh, that was the year that I actually began hating the Seattle Seahawks. 
and I still have not forgiven Charlie Whitehurst. Uh, wide receiver coach Eric Yarber, he coached there uh, back in 1998. He was a quality control uh, coach uh, on the offensive side. And then, of course, the big one, the biggest one of all of these, linebacker Bobby Wagner. He played for the Seattle Seahawks from 2012 until 2021. This is his first time ever playing against the Seattle Seahawks, the team that he has he had only played for for uh, them uh, before coming to uh, the Rams this last offseason. So big old game for Bobby Wagner. And I'll throw in my mild conspiracy theory that like maybe because like the Bobby Wagner impact has been felt, but not it hasn't been overwhelming. So mild conspiracy theory that I don't actually believe, but I just want to float it out there just for funsies is um, what if Bobby Wagner has been kind of going light a little bit this year? just so he would know 100% that he was going to be healthy for this game and he's going to just ruin the Seahawks on this day. Help prove, prove me wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um, some cool connections here. Uh, Abushi and Geno Smith. Uh, so the Rams offensive lineman and the Seahawks quarterback, they played with each other in uh, New York for the Jets. Abushi blocking for Geno up there. Van Jefferson and DK Metcalf, both wide receivers on opposite side sidelines for this game. They both played uh, they played two seasons together at Ole Miss and uh, both teams, offensive coordinators, uh, Liam Cohen for the Rams and Shane Waldron for uh, the Seahawks. They coached at UMass together. So that's a pretty cool connection there. History of this all of this uh, series all time. The Rams do lead 25, 24. So very, very snug in there. A loss would tie the series up all time. That also means that this is the 50th all time meeting. I will say that uh, according to certain media outlets, but the, this record here, 25 and 24, that is the main one that I saw. I did see on one, though, that said 26 to 25, and I'm not sure where they're getting those extra two games. It was never uh, it wasn't laid out, so I wasn't able to do any research on it. I uh, just said uh, 26, 25. So uh, but other places that I looked and more places that I looked at 25, 24. So 50th all time meeting on Sunday against uh, with the Rams and the Seahawks. Seahawks have scored 14 more points in the series total. Uh, 1027 to 1041. The Seahawks on the on the good end of that. The most recent game between these two came uh, last year, December of last year. So almost a full year away, uh, the 21st, as the Rams did win that game, 20 to 10. The Rams have won the last three, five of the last six, and eight of the last 10. So in recent years, Rams have definitely had the Seahawks number. And uh, the very first game of this series uh, came on Halloween of 1976, which was a 45 to 6 win for the LA Rams. Let's take a peek at the matchup of this game, the Rams offense versus the Seahawks defense. So the Rams offense very much struggling 31st in the NFL, just one team worse. But that Seahawks defense not getting it done either. 30th, giving up 405 yards per game. That is up there. Passing the football, the Rams are 24th in the NFL going against the 23rd ranked defense running the ball. Rams uh, still creeping up on those averages, but still ranking 31st and going against the 29th ranked defense. As far as uh, defending the run goes and points being scored a little over 16 for the Rams, which is uh, very, very low considering Sean McVay, uh, which is 29th in the NFL and uh, the Seahawks giving up 25 and a half, which is 28th in the league. So obviously this is uh, this is quite the matchup here uh, with a bad Rams offense, but going against a bad Seahawks defense. So this is a, uh, an opportunity. This feels like the big weakness for the Seahawks and why I ultimately don't believe in them, because as much as uh, we are an offensive league right now, but I mean, this season feels very shifty as far as uh, going from an offensive league to more of a defensive league. We've seen points be down. 
defenses are performing really well. So I think ultimately that's why that will always scare me about a team is if their defense is bad. In my mind, if you're a bad defense, you're not going to win in the playoffs. Like you're just, you're going to like, historically speaking here, you're talking about like going to like maybe green Bay, Seattle, new England, Buffalo, like these places that suck. And, um, and especially in January, it's, it's hard to play good football there. So, um, it, I think that a bad defense, uh, you have to have a good defense. Uh, you have to have a, a strong physical defense. That's going to limit the, the, the ground game, which is where people are going to go when the weather's bad, stuff like that. So, uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into that obviously and in winning a playoff game, but I get nervous about teams that, uh, that are, um, not necessarily good at defense. And um, let's see here. So a, a couple of notes. Who is the starting quarterback? Uh, it, that is unknown at the time of recording. Um, actually, let me check. Um, as I was already getting some updates here uh, as the show has been going uh, with uh, what was the the update that I had? Was it uh, Daniel Hardy? He is uh, his 21 day practice window has just opened. So he uh, looks like he could be returning soon. My phone just keeps going off. <laughs> um, but the Rams. Uh, we don't know who's going to play quarterback yet. Uh, it could be Perkins again. Uh, we don't know if Stafford's going to be good to go. We don't know if the Wolf is going to be called upon again. Uh, ooh, so uh, really, we have three different guys that could be getting the start this week. Uh, we actually genuinely have no idea. It is currently Wednesday at about 1130 LA time. Uh, so I, I don't have that answer right now. But if it does, I'll put it in. Um, we'll maybe put it here or something <laughs> if, it, if it comes in while I'm at work. Um, but let's see here. Uh, the Rams game, ground game uh, started to look pretty solid as far as uh, Bryce Perkins coming in and helping that. But the pass game uh, just didn't exist, really. Uh, that really fell off uh, with that uh, with that switch at quarterback. Uh, the Rams just need to find a way to be on the field more, uh, convert third down, keep drives alive. That was what I've said uh, for a while now. Just try to get to third and short and then convert. That's that is all we need to to do right now. And. Uh, it's, it's not about setting stuff up necessarily. Uh, I mean, it always is, but it, it's not necessarily about just like, all right, well, we want to do this. It's like, well, maybe just do what they give you. Like, like, like we do not have the power right now. We don't have the firepower right now to be like, we are going to tell you what we're doing. Like, it's like, oh, we just got to take what they give us kind of thing. That's kind of the situation that we're sitting in, uh, at the moment, but we just got to stay on the field a little bit more. Um, uh, you know, losing the time of possession battle against Patrick Mahomes. That's obviously a huge factor in losing that game by 16 points, you know, so uh, that kind of stuff is uh, it's hard to overcome when uh, when when you're when your defense is spending that much time out on the field and Seahawks bad defense is just the perfect time to just kind of take a breath and slow down a little bit and just be like, all right, we're just going to get first down, first down, first down, first eyes on the first down, not necessarily going all the way to the end zone right now. It's like just just do what we need to do. Keep moving the football. You're three to see in this one. I'm going to go with uh, Tutu Atwell, whoever is playing quarterback, and then the Rams offensive line. So Tutu Atwell, he's finally getting some decent action, and uh, now would be a hell of a time to pop and show us exactly why you were the first Rams pick in last year's draft. This is the perfect time to just absolutely light it up, have one of those Tavon Austin in Indianapolis type days, and just absolutely light it up, go off, get like 220 total yards and two touchdowns, and just and just be like, all right, we are here now. You know what I mean? Because like two catches is cool and that's a career high. But uh, to to actually show that you belong, uh, like that you were supposed to be the, the top pick of this team, because obviously people are always going to point to like, well, we could add this person. We could add this person, which is a dumb thing. Like we can always do that. <laughs> Any draft pick, you can go back. Even we passed on Aaron Donald. So um, 
that this is just right now the way that this whole season has gone. If Tutu Atwell was gonna have a time where he's just like, all right, well, it's time to just play some ball. Um, this is it. So hopefully we do see that. Uh, quarterback, whoever's playing quarterback, just keep drives alive. Uh, get it to third and short and keep it moving. And offensive line. I don't want to jinx anything here, but do we get to see the same offensive line in back-to-back weeks? That would be unbelievable. That would be super fun. Um, so it would be, it would be the first time uh, this season that we would see that. So they're just getting, been getting absolutely wrecked on the offensive line all year. Let's move over to the other side. We've got the Seahawks offense versus the Rams defense. This is quite the matchup here as uh, the Seahawks do rank ninth in total offense. The Rams defense 10th in the NFL in total yards. Passing the football, the Seahawks are ninth in that regard as well. That's where the defense uh, of the Rams is kind of lacking as far as the rankings go, ranking 20th, so bottom half of the NFL. But against the run, top five unit for the LA Rams, giving up a little over 97, and the Seahawks are 19th in running the football. Points being put up, the Seahawks fourth in the NFL with 26.5, and the Rams 18th, giving up 23 points uh, per game. So, Obviously, this is a great matchup here. Uh, the Seahawks offense is not necessarily super explosive. They're not doing anything super flashy, super obnoxious. They're just doing things really well and they're moving the football. They're doing exactly what I just like have been saying that the Rams need to try to do is <laughs> is just third and short and convert and then just keep it moving. And they, they do have weapons, obviously, like DK and stuff like that. Uh, so they've got some uh, some some good situations there. But Geno Smith is a guy that you can't necessarily have some kind of crazy offense with. Just just get your job done, and he's doing that. And that's where you see um, them being, you know, second place in the division right now, and 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 having a season that I don't think most people expected. I like I said, I think I had this team winning two games, and uh, they're already at six. So now they've tripled the total that I thought that they would have. But like I said, they're just doing the small things really, really well, and uh, it's hard to. It, it, it's hard to be like, well, I don't like they still suck, though, like because they're because they're winning more games than I thought. So um, that's always got to be obviously uh, factored in. Uh, they block well, they limit turnovers, they keep drives alive and they limit mistakes. That's really all you can ask for, uh, especially in today's NFL. Like I said, it's been an offensive league, but this year feels very transitionary. I don't know if that's where or not. I'm going to stick with it, but uh, it feels very much like we're in a in a in a switch right now where it's going to go it's going to go back to the defense which is just going to be the way it always goes um offenses will do stuff and then defenses will adjust and then the offenses will adjust and then the defenses will adjust and so on until until we all die uh, essentially um but the rams defense uh they could be without aaron donald for the first time in his career as he is dealing with a high ankle sprain uh, which is extremely unfortunate uh hopefully he doesn't miss a game due to injury because that would I, we're a worse team if he's not out there. So that would be unfortunate. Uh, let's see here. Jalen versus DK. That's always a good time. Uh, that is always so much fun. That uh, is always such a battle of, of two, two guys who are extremely athletic and very good at their positions. And uh, to see them go head to head is, uh, is always a good time. And uh, Geno Smith. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who got his jaw broken by his own teammate. Yeah. He's, he's playing well. And it, it, not overly well where it's like holy crap like Gino though like like I don't necessarily like if Matthew Stafford retires I'm not gonna be like Gino <laughs> you know he's not that good or anything like he's just I think he's just he's doing what he's being asked to do and Shane Waldron out there as the offensive coordinator we know Shane Waldron from his time with the Rams he is very good at just being like all right well this is your ability so everything's gonna be within this like we're not gonna like he's not gonna ask Gino to do something that he can't because you know, he, he 
can't do that thing. So why would you ask him to? You know what I mean? It's like, why would you ask me to like? Nah, I don't have any examples. That that felt that that whole metaphor fell apart really fast. Just picture me doing something I can't do, and then you get it. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, either way, uh, feels also like uh, th- like Geno Smith is the one that actually really won that uh, that trade with uh, Russell Wilson and Drew Locke being involved in it as well. Of course, Drew Locke was originally named the starter, and then Geno out here, I think he just kind of took that as an opportunity of like, all right, well, like they got rid of Russell Wilson, so for Drew Locke, like who's what, what's really happening here? And then I kind of felt like he just took that opportunity to be like, all right, well, I can I can probably get this done. Uh, I could be Drew Locke, you know. Uh, so I think he's uh, he's ultimately the winner of that entire trade. And then what kind of day does Bobby Wagner have? Uh, probably the best we've seen. Probably like you'd think, right? Like you would think that this is probably going to be the uh, the 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 game that we see Bobby Wagner just absolutely go off. Um, you would you would hope at least, especially if we're going to be down uh, Aaron Donald. You would hope that this is going to be the one that that B Wags just shows up and just just crushes souls out there, you know. So uh, hopefully we'll see that. Um, uh, I guess. Um, I didn't write down a three to C, so let me let me think of it right now. I'll put it on the graphic, of course. But uh, my three to C in this one definitely go going to Bobby Wagner. Um, that that uh, I think that's a must uh, to go to B Wags here, uh, playing against the Seahawks for the first time in his entire NFL career. Uh, the team that he was drafted by and he's played his entire career with up until this season. So uh, really interested to see what what he does out there. Uh, let's go with uh, Jalen Ramsey because he should be going against DK Metcalf uh, a good chunk of the time. So. Uh, that, that matchup is always, uh, an absolute blast. I love watching that, that matchup specifically. Like it's always fun to watch, uh, Jalen Ramsey go against a top tier, uh, guy. Like it didn't work out last week with Travis Kelsey, which I thought was really interesting that they, they kind of had Ramsey shadow, uh, Kelsey, uh, but it didn't really work out. Um, Ramsey kind of, he got, he got confused on multiple occasions while covering Kelsey and Kelsey had a good day. So uh, and then uh, my last one here, let's go ahead and go to Leonard Floyd uh, because we might be out Poppy Wagner and if, uh, or excuse me, Aaron Donald. So if, if Aaron Donald is not going to be in, our pass rush definitely takes quite a hit and a lot of pressure is going to go on to Leonard Floyd of getting after Geno Smith and uh, impacting the the plays on offense. So those are going to be my three to see for your defense. Uh, we'll go with Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, and Leonard Floyd. Flow. All right, but uh, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase just about everywhere, at Sheriff Joe Bags just about everywhere for myself. That's where you can follow me. Uh, if you are here in the audio-only version, well, great news. There's a YouTube channel. You can watch me talk about the LA Rams. If you are watching me on YouTube, great news. There's an audio-only version in podcast form. You can uh, find that wherever you already are finding your other favorite podcast. Uh, but this is going to be your favorite after this. So... I don't know what to tell you after that. Uh, all right. That is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase. For those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.